All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, uh, Brothers from Another Mother, where we talk about the trials and tribulations in the life of everyday entrepreneurship. For those who don't know me, my name is Alex Maldonado. And I'm Renee Atkinson. And if you're wondering why you should watch this show for the most valuable part of your, of your day, which is time in general, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with, with, with three questions. One of them being, um, being are, you, are you someone that always wants to help everyone else but never helps yourself? Or are you someone who feels that you were meant for something more and haven't accomplished it? And last but not least, are you someone who encounters great ideas but just never acts upon them? You know, one of the great names in the industry, Patrick Bidavid says, perfection is the enemy of completion. And if that, my friends, strikes a chord, then tune in, strap in, because we're in for a ride. And with that being said, let's get this show started. Let's go! So how you doing, man? Bro, I am excited, man. Um, so right now, at this point in our, in our, in our podcast journey, um, we do this every Friday. And let me tell you guys, we're ready to do this on Monday. So when Friday comes around, we're, we're like a racehorse in the, in the gate, ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I was thinking about it. I think uh, they say after 100 repetitions or after 100 times, um, you start to really gain some traction. So I was really thinking about it as I was driving to the office uh, this morning. I said, man, I think we should do this Mondays and fridays it's 52 weeks right so if we do it twice a week bam that puts us right at 100 a little over 100 yeah so let's go so i think uh, and mondays for some reason you know they uh for the people that hate mondays i love mondays baby because i have very productive weekends yeah uh i agree man i agree we, we look at mondays both ways we uh we we run our company off of mondays as well it's, so so there's Two ways that we look at Mondays. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, how was your week, man? Man, my week has been amazing. Uh, there's been so much progress with uh, with the business. Um, so, so we're 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 destined for great things in 2024. Um, so, I'm, I'm I'm so excited and eager for this journey. Um, some time ago, I I decided that I was gonna change my mind by changing a certain word and uh, I was gonna substitute the word excited for nervous hmm. so when I'm nervous about something I'm not nervous about it I'm excited about it wow and so um so I'm excited about 2024 brother wow okay all right well if there's anything from this week that you remember um or or any lesson that you learned this week if you had to dig in and 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 really mm, in 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 a few words explain if there was any lessons in there um what would it be oof um i think this will resonate with everybody because and entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship and um and i think in a sense we all are going through the same thing without talking about it um so you know fortunately that's what we lay on the line here on brothers from another mother and so what i what i what i feel that that 
is talking to me right now is procrastination. Mm. Uh, but it's procrastination through the fear of, um, of, of not, not knowing that particular task at 100% yet. And, uh, and so because of it, there's anxiety because, um, because it needs to get done, but I'm putting it off. And by not addressing it, I, I, it causes me the anxiety. And, uh, and so what I learned was just putting action um, can solve the both the procrastination and the anxiety. So if you've got anxiety, if you just put it, if you just put action into anxiety, anxiety's done. Anxiety's gone. Yeah, Kobe Bryant called it eating the monster. That's hmm. what he would say. Um, every time they would talk to him about anxiety or stress, mm -hmm. he said, "You just got to figure out who the monster is and eat it." Nice. I like that. And that's so true. That is one hundred percent the truth. Um, and I've been I've become very intentional about that because I figured out that in my early days as an entrepreneur, I would call myself an entrepreneur, but I really wasn't one because I hadn't learned um, the number one lesson of poverty. Mm. And the number one lesson of poverty is you're the problem. So mm. it doesn't take you, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't take you long to build a business. It takes you long to become the person that can build the business. I'll put it to you this way. Take me right now and put me at the head of the helm of SpaceX. Okay. Amazon. Okay. Which other companies come to mind when I say those? Man. Um, Apple. Okay. You think with the capabilities that I have or that you have, I don't want to put you on the spot like that, or that you have, you would be able to run a company of that magnitude. I'm going to answer for myself. Okay. Obviously not. If you were to put Jeff Bezos, if you were to put Elon Musk in my, in our space, with the knowledge that they have, with the processes that they have, with the the understanding of business that they have they would quickly adapt and take this company to the next level in a nutshell it's not about the business plan it's about the businessman and that's like what that. takes long to develop i like that i like that so um what else? What else can we talk about? Well, what what do we do first of all? Because we're talking um, to our to our listeners here, and and they don't know what we do. Well, we do. Um, we run multiple businesses, so we we have a holding company, a managing company that oversees uh, three businesses: two that are active and one that's under construction. So. 
we run a chain of convenience stores in and out gas station um we've been in the industry for going on 12 years now um and we also run oddly enough a petroleum imaging company that does um electrical signage uh, we work with all major brands in the oil industry like shell uh, marathon valero uh, sunoku and many others that are out there we're also now getting into into the qsr space so we're doing some work for you know national companies like starbucks um mcdonald's um what are these guys that just came here the coffee shop uh dutch dutch, dutch brothers. brothers there yeah. you go dutch brothers we did all their signage as well yeah yeah and then uh dk all their people from el paso know they yeah. rebranded so we did that and then we also uh are are building a fitness facility back in my hometown in sanelli so um that's that's been a dream of mine for quite some time now and uh, now the group that we have is helping bring that to fruition which i'm very excited about and grateful for but uh yeah man in a nutshell that's what we do and that's what we oversee day in and day out yeah so whenever we talk about about uh our struggles or when we talk about entrepreneurial struggles guys we're right there with you um you know we've we're living it as we speak although you know it's been going on for 12 years but the the market is constantly changing um so so staying a, ahead of the trend is is a is a big key um definitely setting goals and and striving for that goal rather than rather than living without without a goal and not knowing where you're going to go um so so it's it's we, we're, we're right there with you guys it's going to be it's going to be amazing we're going to be talking all about um everything we've 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 done in the past um and to where we're at right now yeah man you know what um you you really brought you you took me back into what i was trying to go um the reason I was so uh, intrigued and, and so um, ready for today was because I wanted to talk about lack of action, right? Mm -hmm. And how that continuously gets in the way of people getting started. Um, and I think I think it, it hit home for me this morning as I was driving. You know, I'm excited. Obviously, this is our second episode. And uh, it took me forever to get this started because I was procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so like podcasting in general yeah po podcasting okay. in okay. general but but that also opened up uh my eyes to how lack of action has has been something that is also holding back the other businesses that we have going on it just so happened to be that starting this podcast um opened up my eyes to that being one of my deficiencies like man it takes you forever <laughs> like you come up with these great ideas but it takes you forever to get started because you want to get it perfect you know, and that's why, that's why when I heard that from Patrick Bed David saying perfection is the enemy of completion, I was like, man, that resonates with me so much. I always have these great ideas, but it takes me forever to get started because I want to get it right. The right? first time. The first time. Yep. And, and think about podcasting. Man, how much information is there out there on how to get a podcast started? You can go on YouTube and you get all these people trying to tell you, you know, you got to buy this microphone and you got to buy this camera and make sure you script out the next 10 episodes of your podcast. Right there, brother, is when I said, you know what? Interesting. Who in their right mind 
that is running multiple businesses like we are, that is a full-time father, that is a full-time husband, has time to script out 10 episodes of your next show. Negative. Man, I was like, I don't want to troll on anybody online, but to me, if you're in the fight, you don't have time for that. Yep. And if you're in the fight, you don't need to script anything out. You can come on here, put some headphones on, put yep. two mics, and you can talk about real life scenarios of what you go through day in and day out. That in itself is raw material that people can resonate with. Yeah, so uh, it, 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 uh, it reminds me of what Mike Tyson said, right? Um, he said, everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the face. Oh. So, so, yeah, you can plan all you want, man, but it doesn't mean that it's going to go that way. And, and if you don't just get it started, yeah. you'll never get there. If you don't take that first step in a marathon, you'll never finish. No, man. And, and I put it to you this way. Um, it's funny, right? How, how long did we spend trying to get our introduction right? It must have been 30 minutes. Right? Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10? How how good do you feel? <laughs> how good do you feel about that intro? Uh, five. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of editing. Yeah, but it'll get better, right? Yeah. I mean, you just gotta put in the reps, and and that's, I'm telling you, man. Like, I I can't stress that enough. You know, I man, I I used to be that guy. I'm telling you that had all, and and you constantly get people telling you, um. You're just dreaming, you know? You're, yeah. you're, you're a dreamer, yeah. you know? Like, those ideas, we're not meant for that. Like, look at us, you know? We're Hispanic. We, mm-hmm. we immediately go to the color of the skin, you know? We're, we weren't, we weren't, we're not meant for that. You weren't bred for that, you know? You're bred for getting your hands dirty and, and working a regular nine to five, you Bro, know? As, as Hispanic people, or at least the way I grew up, man, was um, worrying about getting into debt, worrying about, about, you know, not having the money. Therefore, it was an impossibility um, to do something that was gonna. It was gonna cost too much money. No, cómo lo vas a hacer? You know, Ay, va a costar mucho. That's gonna. That's gonna be too expensive. Yeah. So, so we limit ourselves because of it. Yeah. Um, but, but once you start hanging out with the with the right people and, um, and getting around that right ma- mindset, you realize, man, that there's a lot of things out there um, that that can ease that that journey um so yeah no you're absolutely right man um so i've been wanting to ask you this this question for quite some time now okay um now that we've developed more than a friendship yeah but if we could use friendship as a point of reference um what would you say aside from other relationships that you have mm-hmm other friendships what would you say is unique about our relationship what's well for me um for me what's what's unique about our relationship is that you know here i am i'm I'm 43 years old um and i believe you're 31 32 just just hit 32 yeah um on the yeah so um so i feel that you're me 10 years younger um we've got the same mindset the same drive we we um we we haven't accomplished although we've accomplished so much 
we haven't accomplished anything in our minds. We're not there yet, you know. Um, we're always driving for more. Um, I love, I actually stated this to you yesterday, man. I love how we can bounce ideas off of each other. I love that I say one thing and, and <laughs> you say, I, this is how we can do it, you know. So um, I think that's just the perfect combination, man. And um, there's just—I mean, I can go on, go on forever, man. I mean, I—we've I, known each other how many years now? Three, three years. Yeah, three years. And and of those of those three years, man, we spoke very little, but I knew you. Right. But now that I've gotten to to know you and become part of the team, um, you know, it's just grown so much man and really blessed really blessed i can describe it in one word go for it truth hmm okay yeah the one thing that's unique mm -hmm. between aside from my marriage my marriage is sacred but friendships brotherhood if there's one way to describe how this relationship is unique, aside from any other relationship that, that I've ever had, would be that we have, and it's work in progress, right? Yeah. But we've developed the ability to be very honest. Yeah. Very frank with very each other. Very true with each other. Yeah. And that, my friend, you don't find everywhere because we are automatically wired to adapt to every situation as much as you want to be true to yourself as much as you want to tell someone man you're really bothering me right now i don't like you right now and i do not not want to like you how many times can you tell into someone without them getting upset and saying you know what we're really not friends man but if you think about it somebody that's honest with you somebody that is real with you that's love my friend yeah that is love is when somebody can look you in the face and say hey i thought last time i spoke to you you told me you wanted to reach the next level you told me you wanted to become that best version of yourself you told me you wanted to be a man's man you told me you wanted to be a great husband you told me you wanted to be a great father and now that i'm holding you to it you're getting upset yeah that's love in my eyes and that's the way I, I carry my marriage as well. We, we are always very honest with each other. So I feel like we're making great progress in that aspect of things. And man, and I told you this when we spoke, um, I never want to get to a point where, because I was afraid to say something, our relationship's at a point where it can't be fixed no more. Yeah. And that happens in anything that you do. It happens in your marriage. It happens with your children. It happens with relationships in general. We're so afraid saying the truth has gone out of style. It's, a, it's not in style no more. Talking and being frank with each other is out of style. And if there's one thing that I want to bring to this show is that. Is the ability to be authentic. To talk about it to be raw because I feel that many people can resonate with 
the the desire the desire to open up the desire to speak the truth the desire to look at that one person they really love straight in the face and say i love you but i need to tell you this yeah and um if again you know if i could describe our friendship in one word it would be that that right there good to go man no yeah i, I do believe that man i don't think there's you're you know you're so right we we have an amazing relationship bro everything is on the line everything is is laid out you don't know anything that i don't know pretty much absolutely yeah. Yeah. absolutely um but i think one of the things though yeah sorry to interrupt you no. is just is just um being comfortable in those uncomfortable conversations is 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 key because um because i think a lot of people are uncomfortable about having an uncomfortable conversation and um and and those are the conversations that need to happen and if we don't address that uncomfortable conversation then um you're procrastinating um and it's interesting how it made a full circle because it, it's what's going to happen you're going to procrastinate on on the the, the problem because you don't want to address it because you're uncomfortable about it. And then six months down the line, when you're having to, if you're in a position, right, either either above or below um, either side, uh, if, if you're working together with someone or if you're dealing with someone um, and you don't iron out these things, what could be something simple in the long run, um, you're talking about thinking about not wanting to go to work anymore. You're thinking about because you're so uncomfortable, because you dislike this person or a way of being or the way they talk to you. But if you would have just, or vice versa, right? You don't want that person employed anymore because you didn't have the conversation that you should have had six months prior, but because it was an uncomfortable conversation, you, you procrastinate on that conversation when many times um, our anxiety uh, is only in our head. Um, we have a saying in Spanish cada cabeza es un mundo mm -hmm. and the way I deal with something is different from the way you deal with something and so so when you when you um, when something's a problem for you it doesn't mean that, that that's a problem for someone else but you've got an anxiety because you believe that there's an issue between both of you and, and that other person has moved on and uh, and it's still affecting you, but if you would have addressed it six months ago and said, "Hey, man, I have you 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 know I there's an issue, and uh, and I want to bring it up and um, let's squash it here," you would have either either you know two things are going to happen: things are going to go great or things are going to go bad. But if they go great, well then you just save yourself you know five and a half months, five months of of uh, of anxiety it's like it's like what they say uh it's like um oh, what's that saying uh it's like drinking the poison and wanting it to affect the other person you know so yeah does that make sense yeah yeah and that's exactly what happens when you avoid those conversations i'm going to give you a quick story and uh it's it's a little intimate but i think this is where i discovered the power of being honest and, and being truth um and it had to do with my marriage 
and um, uh, I want to say about a year and a half ago, give or take, um, Leslie accomplished her dream of graduating college. She she became a teacher, and not lo- not long after that, she decided to go get a job, and um, she she went off. She got hired by a charter school, and she was teaching high school, and uh, she was she was finally, um, I guess, mm, she was finally accomplishing her dream, which was to be a teacher. You know, graduate college, be a teacher, and um, and all was it, it was all fine. You know, um, I I had left my job a year ago. Pre, uh, it'd been a year since I left my job and she started teaching and I was doing this full time, um, which was something she wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was having to take care of the kids while trying to, you know, continue to scale and build the business and while she was teaching. So now she was getting into these long days. Now she was getting into the the situation where people control your time they tell you what time to show up what time to leave what time to go to lunch what time you can go to the restroom i mean it's just it's you know mm-hmm. you know you know that life yeah I do. and uh man she was just you know constantly telling me uh how stressed she was and i would tell her man i understand you know i i used to be in that situation so i would tell her i would tell her you know i understand i understand how you feel and um she she was okay with that for like a week of me saying I understand, and then eventually she started to say, "No, you don't. Yeah, no, you, you, you control your time." She's like, "You get to show up at whatever time you want. You get to leave at whatever time you want. Um, all you have to worry about is yourself, and uh, you don't know. You don't know where I'm coming from." And uh, this has been a tough topic with just about everybody that I encounter that says or understands what I do for a living. Um, but it, it got to the point where fast forward, um, a month, if that, um, we were in a very bad spot, man. Mm -hmm. Very, very bad spot. It was, we were about a week away from, from leaving to a family trip, uh, to Cancun. And she flat out told me, she's like, I think, uh, this is a good time for you to go take the kids by yourself. I'm going to stay back. And uh, I'm going to gather my thoughts. And um, we were on the verge of divorce. Wow. Because we were not having honest conversations with each other. So I remember, I, remember, I still remember that night. We, we sat uh, on the edge of the bed. And we said, you know what? We're going to give each other permission to be direct with each other. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have an honest conversation about how we feel. And uh, once we have that conversation then I think that should give us enough, enough information to really understand where our marriage stands. So I told her the truth. I said, I don't really like you right now. Um, I think we've fallen out of love. Um, and I don't want to feel like this because I still love you. I really want to love you. But just because of certain circumstances that or, or the certain situation we're in, it's it's made us go in this direction, and I don't like it. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I can't tell you right now where this is going to end, but right now it's just not looking good for us, right? Um, 
and obviously she concurred you know she told me the same thing um but that in itself kind of freed us and and took the chains off and allowed us to really talk about what the issue was which was not the fact that um she was having to go to work and she thought that um i could just have control over my time you know i mean that's what her conscious mind was telling her she was just <laughs> she didn't want to work for someone else that was just a god honest truth hmm. yeah right? um okay. she ended up she, we ended up going on the trip uh we came back from the trip and it Throughout the trip, I think like the first two days, she was still having to submit grades and do all the stuff as we were over there. So she was still like a little uneasy. The trip wasn't great. I'm not going to tell you we had an amazing time, but it was a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to spend some quality time together. We came back. Um, and I still remember we came back on a Sunday. Monday morning, I pick up the kids. Um, I'm taking them to school. And then I drop them off. I'm heading to the gym. And my phone rings. It's, it's like 830. And it's her. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I answer the phone, and uh, she's sitting in the Walmart parking lot on the Walmart at Saragossa, and and all she can say is, "I know you can take care of us." I wow. quit. I quit my job. You see, and what's interesting, um, and this, like, like, like I stated earlier, you know, we're so alike um, when. When I was your age, um, I had just suffered an injury at uh, at, at work, and um, and I I had uh, retired from from my job, and I was at home. Um, it was a big change for me. Um, we had already gotten married by this time, but it hadn't even been a year, or maybe it maybe it might have been a year now. And um, Michelle was now pregnant, and she had just had our had our had our uh, our first child. So I want to say it might have been a year and a half. And um, she was also a teacher, and she had been teaching for man, I don't know by that time. I think she had been teaching something like twelve years or something like that. Um, and and so I I took the baby to, to school because she was going to be moving classrooms, I believe. And it was just the beginning of the school year. And uh, so there she is moving all the boxes in. And and, um, and I jokingly, because, um, you know, all the boxes were there, I took my son and I, I placed him inside the box for some reason man that triggered triggered my wife and she looked up and she saw him and she said I'm done and I said like you know you're going to come back and do the rest tomorrow or you're going to come back later cuz she was just moving into the into that classroom she was bringing in all the all the books she was a science teacher so um so she had to you know bring all the beakers and chemistry sets and all that stuff and um, she said, I'm done. Um, she said, I'm going to go talk to the principal. He's in the office right now. And I'm going to let him know that I'm not going to be working anymore. And um, <laughs> I thought that was so impressive. Um, but she had 
you know bigger and better plans um and shortly after that we we started our barbecue company and um and got everything going man and um it's just it's you know so many people are are in that place where they're tired of where they're at but they don't pull the freaking trigger man they don't take the action that needs to be done um and that lack of action has them stuck and and um it goes back to that question that i first asked you know um so many of us sit there and and we've got all these bright ideas and um do nothing with them you know and if they would only put action into those ideas man who knows how many multimillionaires we'd have but instead you know they're working for another company working for a company somewhere um thinking i want my children to grow up to be more than i am and i want them to accomplish the dreams that i once had and then they start living through their children um forcing them to do things that that those children might not want but because the parents didn't accomplish what they wanted or what they feel they should have done uh they try living through their children so if they'd only you know pull the trigger and get it going man and so it took some big ovaries from my wife to uh to decide that i mean just suddenly up and say i'm done yeah but i think that realistically what it all boils down to is is the the simple rule of honesty right because it's even it that even applies to the relationship you have with yourself right yeah, is yeah. being able to be honest, honest and, and real with yourself yeah. and say you know what back to the question you asked in the beginning you know um are you someone who feels like is meant for more yeah and if you if you feel that way but you're never honest with yourself about it and say yeah you know what like i feel that way but i know i am mm-hmm. you know you have that real conversation with yourself then you know then then you take action then it's like okay yeah i i am meant for more yeah i don't belong in this group yeah i need to go find my pack yeah you know um and if you can't find it then you build it for god's sake damn straight you know that's that's sometimes what would hold me back you know i was always waiting for the right group okay let, let me let me see if i can find this group i couldn't find it so i said you know what the hell with it man i'm gonna build it i'm gonna build that circle yeah where we can all eat where we can all sit at the table where we can all bring some value you know and um but it it took a lot of guts that 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 uh chapter in my life with my wife in my marriage taught me about being honest just the raw honest truth and um it's unlocked so many so many opportunities for me now that i've developed the ability to be honest even with myself which is the person that matters the most at the end of the day right it's it's that relation the, the relationship i feel matters most in your life is the relationship you have with yourself mm-hmm. right if you can look at yourself and have that honest conversation with yourself and say you know what alex right now brother i really don't like you too <laughs> right you're yeah. you're you're procrastinating yeah you're not eating right yeah you're not reading yeah you're not exercising yep. you're not being a good father no no no. they'll read right we'll read or people will read 
but they're reading all these things on TikTok. They're reading all these things on Instagram. They're reading all these things on all these social media platforms, but nothing that's actually being uh, fruitful, you know? Yeah. And, and it happens to me all the time. Yeah. And you know, like when I explained this to you the first time this week, actually was the first time that we were having this conversation about who holds you accountable? You know, like it, it it's, easy for you to say not that you said it but many people say it's easy for you to say because nobody holds you accountable Mm -hmm. for some people it might be like you're full of shit there's no way you hold yourself accountable well i'm gonna tell you right now i probably hold my own self accountable more than than i hold other people accountable because i know when i get home if i didn't get shit done i'm not sleeping and i want to rest man like, I don't want to be up all night tossing and turning in bed and, and waking up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning saying, oh, man, I knew I should have got that done yesterday. Yeah. Right. So um, with that being said, what, is, what, has been, uh, um, what has been your experience now that uh, or, 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 or has your perspective mm-hmm. shifted um, since, since I told you that? What was your perspective before? And did it stay the same after I, I, I explained that to you and how I think and how I hold myself accountable? Well, um, I think it's... I think it put, puts more... more um, how do I say it? Um... I think in anyone, right, for anybody, for anybody in the company, you know, any of the executive officers, um, if we if we understand that, that, you know, you have, you hold yourself accountable for so many things, um, it almost, um, how do I say it? It, it almost, without, because I, I don't want to use, it puts a burden, but because it's not like that, but it puts the responsibility of holding yourself accountable on your part as well. Um, because, because knowing that, you know, being the, being the CEO of the company, um, you still have that responsibility or that view of yourself, you know, not, not, not just being lackadaisy in your position, but you hold yourself to a certain standard as well. Um, and by saying that, I mean, you know, it at least puts in my head that I also have to do my part. You know, I have to hold myself accountable um, to my part because nobody tells me what to do in my, my, my position of chief, as chief marketing officer. Um, so, so if you've got that on your shoulders and you've got you know, a whole team beside you or below you, right? If we think about it as a a pyramid, um, then I should also have that on myself. So without even saying it, it almost almost makes me think that way, you know? But you're not telling me to think that way. Does that make sense? Mission intended and accomplished. I guess so. Because think about it. You speak to any, not just CEO, because there's many CEOs who are now founders, right? I, you know, I, I might, you know, down the line hire a CEO and then 
I just become the founder at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But if you speak to actual founders and CEOs of companies, they will all probably tell you the same thing because there's no way that company reached that level of success without having the ability to hold yourself accountable because who else is there to tell you? Yeah. Who else is there to tell you every morning, hey, wake up, okay? Um, go do whatever you got to do, shower, uh, brush your teeth. <laughs> Don't forget to brush your teeth, man. <laughs> um, brush your teeth, comb your hair, um, don't come out looking fucking funky and make sure you iron your clothes, you know, and show up to work at a certain time and, and you leave at a certain time. There's nobody there telling you to do that. Nope. And before you know it, you'll look up, a month has gone by and you haven't done shit. Yeah. And nobody's telling you anything. And, and everybody might think, man, well, that's freaking awesome. Well, that's not what the bank account is saying. Yeah. You know, that's not what the wife is telling you. So you at one point, I believe the people who make it as as CEOs and, and founders, the, the the people who make it are the ones who develop that ability to hold themselves accountable. It's it, it I, I speak to myself sometimes like in, in second person. Like Alex is somebody that that is not me and and I need a I need a I need a answer to that guy, right? And and that's the way I view myself. Like if if I don't hold myself accountable like that, nobody will. I know that already. So I can never place myself in that situation ever ever again if I want to reach that net, that level of success that I'm looking for. But that's interesting though because um because you say people that make it but what is make it? Um, everybody has a different standard of what make it means, you know? Um, I work at the grocery store. I've made it, mm-hmm. you know? I, I own, my own my own small business. I've made it. Um, so the thing I think is that, is, is that we, is not being comfortable, man. Not being freaking comfortable with where you're at. I think a lot of us are not comfortable with what we're at. And when I say not comfortable, is that it's not enough, right? Um, you know, you've got you've got so many of this, um, and not being comfortable. And that's what gets you up in the morning. That's what makes you get here, you know. And that's what that's what puts that on your shoulders. And you say, you know what? I gotta be there because I'm not comfortable. I'm and. Once you get comfortable is whenever the problems start, is, I, when, is whenever you stop scaling. Yeah, and, and I guarantee you very far and few in between those people that you just mentioned can really honestly say, um, I reached the level of success that I was looking for. Because yeah. in my opinion, I don't think your financial status determines the level of success that you've reached. Um, for me, success is having, having it all health, Mm. faith, and my family. I want to have all those three and then comes financial. I think when you line all those three up, when all, when all three of those things are, are, 
in line, then the financial situation just gets better by default, right? So what I'm looking for when I when I talk about success is modeling the life to my children, right? So I know one day, because you, you see it all the time, man. My son plays baseball, right? So you see it all the time. These parents that, uh, you know, they're on the baseball field and uh, they're always telling their kids, Hey, amigo, tú puedes. You got this, man. You were built for this. Look at your dad. You know, you can play. You got the skill. They're always telling their kids. One day, one day, your son is going to look at you in the eye and is going to tell you, Hey, dad, you're always telling me that I can do it. You're always telling me that I'm capable of doing everything I, I set my mind to. That I can accomplish all my dreams. What about you? Are you doing it? Are you going after it? Does that come from you? I don't see you doing that every day. That to me is success. When my son can look at me and say, you're my hero, dad. Like, you didn't just talk about it. You did it, man. That determines success for me. And I have it, like, it's so, it's so clear in my mind. I know what I want. I don't, I don't want my son to idol this guy on YouTube. Yeah. No hate on him. Whoever, you know, uh, all these um, entertainers on YouTube. But I want to be his hero. I want to be my daughter's hero. And the only way you accomplish that is by again, walking the talk, man. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And so many people, man, um, you know, myself included, um, will, we, we come home and then we complain and complain and complain and complain and complain about things at work. And uh, what example are we setting for our children? Um, you know, if, if, uh, if you quit something recently, what example is that to your children? Um, mm. If you decided, you know what, um, I'm not going to have that uncomfortable conversation and uh, I'm done with this. What example are you setting for your children that it's easy to, to quit something? Um, that not being focused is a good thing uh not struggling through through that working through that problem and succeeding is not a thing um that it's easy to give up like how many more things can you think of you know um is that the example we want to set so they're always listening man they're always listening and and we've and that's a huge responsibility on us is to set that right example um, for our children because we're, we're laying the groundwork right now, even as we talk, even as we talk, man. Um, you know, you, 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 you complain about things all their life. You quit work several times throughout their life um 
And then they go to college and they say, I can't do this. I'm coming back home. And you're saying, no, you've got to freaking, you got to stay there. You got to finish. You, you need this degree. But what example have you been setting all their life? Why would it not be easy for them to say, I'm done? You know, you sit there and complain about people as you're driving. Oh, these people. Oh, that's why I hate driving. That's why I hate being here. Then they're at school in college now. Or they get that really good job that you think, man, I'm so proud of them. Then they have an issue with their with their coworker and they say, I'm done. What do you mean you're done? No, that's a great job. But who planted the seed? We did. You did. Children don't they don't listen with their ears. They listen with their eyes. Is everything they see you do. That's how they learn. That's how yeah. they listen, right? So yeah, man, like for me, that's a big thing. When somebody asks me about success and and they automatically expect it's going to be uh, a definition that somewhere in there includes something that has to do with, with financial status. Not for me, man. Not for me. I know that'll come. I know that'll come. But modeling the way, being a man's man, teaching my son to be masculine, teaching my daughter what it is to look for in a man, but not just teaching them, doing it, mm-hmm. doing it. Um, that for me means th- when I achieve that uh, in my life, when I, when I see my children flourish because I didn't tell them I did it, I went after my dreams, I went after my goals, because I'm going to put it to you this way. When 20 years go by and they ask you that question and your response is, well, Mito, I didn't accomplish my goals because I had to work my ass off to make sure I got you everything you needed. Do you know what they're going to tell you? Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be me. So um, I think a lot of parents in general, um, my opinion is that we... We think that being there for our children means being there eight hours a day. Man, our children, at the most, especially at the age my children are, which nine and they're nine and six, they probably want to play around with me for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And then they're tired of me. All right, Dad, I don't want to play with you no more. Cool. But I was present, right? Be where your feet are. I was present for them for a little bit. Um, I played a board game with them, even though I freaking ate it. Um, those are the things that they're going to remember, you know. But, man, a lot of the times, and we talked about this the other time, and the one who introduced me to this concept was actually Leslie. You know, we talked about the inner child. And a lot of the times, um, most of our actions with our children, most of the, the, the way we want to serve our children is through our inner child. My mom was never there for my baseball games. So now I need to make sure I make it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that doesn't meet my child's needs. His needs are in that board game that he's been begging me that I play with him for the past week, for 20 minutes, and I don't. Because I say, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, that doesn't uh, serve me. 
That doesn't serve my inner child. It serves my inner child when I go to your baseball game. It serves my inner child when we go have dinner together. It serves my inner child when we go to Peter Piper together. Because those are the things that I wanted when I was a child, right? As, as Brad Lee would do, man. Like freaking bombs. <laughs> but we never serve our children because we never understand the concept of the inner child, man. If that didn't make sense, guys, like replay that, what he just said in your mind right now. Um, I thought, you know, so many people live vicariously mm-hmm. through their children. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, um, if it doesn't, how do you say the inner child? If it doesn't uh, serve? Yeah, if it doesn't serve my, the inner child, my inner child, um, then it, it doesn't, I don't bother to pay attention to it. You know, um, and most, most parents, um, raise their children that way. Um, whether it's, whether it's time to, uh, teach them a lesson, whether it's time to cherish an accomplishment, um, we only cherish accomplishments that we wish we would have accomplished when we were children. We only scold our children when they do things that we used to do when we were children and and they bother us like i had a big tendency for just taking a new toy and somehow within five minutes i would figure out a way man to just break this thing apart and my mom bro she would Man, she would go live it. You but it's because then again, man, we're dating ourselves here. But then again, bro, that's what Kmart toys were like, right? right? That's what Kmart toys were like. <laughs> and and now when I see when I see my daughter, you know, which is very alike, um, when I see her being because all that's happening is they're being children, right? Yeah. Like, hey, she's just yeah. I mean, she's being curious. She wants to see what's in there, right? Well, my brain is not processing that. My brain is processing, Alex, you used to get your ass beat when you did that. So then the subconscious mind starts to do its thing, right? It tells you you should scold her because you don't want her to be like you when it's not at all what's happening. All that's happening at that moment is she's being curious. She's being a child. She's being a child. That's all. That's all that's happening. But most of the time, we act out of our inner child, man. And it, it, it's not only with our children. It's even with people that are near and dear to us. Friends, um, you know, uncles, tias, um, your wife, um, you name it. Um, most of the time, it's that inner child, man, that comes out. And uh, yeah, man, I, like I said, I thank Leslie for introducing me to that concept of the inner child. It's, it's been very impactful for me, being the fact that I was raised by... By a single mother, and uh, most of my most of my cravings as a human um, come from my inner child, man. And um, with that being said, I wanna I wanna start to bring this thing home, man. And we were talking about this very interesting uh, book that I read not too long ago called uh, "Principles" by Ray Dalio. And in one of his principles, he said, um, "Whenever you can't understand something, look at nature." Mm. And there's so many ways, right, that, yes. we, that we can look at nature to understand uh, a lot of the deficiencies, a lot of our shortcomings in our lives. 
Um, and a very interesting one that has to do with motherhood comes from flamingos. Um, do you know why? No, I have no idea, man. <laughs> do you know why? I didn't think you were going to say flamingos. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you know why? Um, females, flamingos, okay. lose their color. Have you seen that? They're kind of a little bit lighter. Yeah. And uh, and then, I mean, I didn't know they were females. I just saw them, some, some were light. lighter and some were a little more vibrant. Yeah, look, let's check it out. Female flamingo color. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Um, so, female flamingos. Do female flamingos lose their color? Yeah, and um, it was actually um, this. This was a great way for me to explain to Leslie why I have so much respect for females, um, because for for the longest time, um, Leslie found it odd. You know, that um, I, I understood a lot of the struggles of, of being a mother um, because she's like, you're not supposed to know this, you know. I'm shrugging my eyes thinking, what do you know about motherhood? You right. Know I mean? Well, I saw my mom hmm. raise me um, on a minimum wage job for 15 years, working 18 hours a day still being a mom, still being a dad at the same time, um, doing her laundry. She was so old school, bro, that she was the type who Sundays, Sundays was for laundry and uh, she would f iron and fold all of her clothes. Um, she hung what had to be hung. Like, man, she ran the house. Yeah. And I saw her do that. Yeah. Day in and day out. And I gained so much respect for women. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea how much respect I have for women. And when, when, when women encounter that, it almost instant, instant, instantaneously throws them off. Like, what does this guy know about that, you know? Yeah. Because, sure, like, there's many, there's many, many men that were raised by single mothers. But I don't think we talk about it the way we should. Or maybe we were just not aware. We never paid attention to how much a single mother has to do to raise three boys, man. Wow. All on her own. Yeah. So when I saw this, when I saw this concept, I was like, this is a perfect way to explain this to Leslie and mm -hmm. why, why I have so much respect for women. Okay. So much. So flamingos okay. lose their color. So flamingos... Uh, as parents feed their chicks the crop milk, they are drained of their color so much so that their plumage turns into pale pink or white. Wow. So, so the, it's really giving of itself. Huh? Yes. So the giving and, and the, the selflessness yeah. and taking care of her children, God has allowed us to view physically by the loss of their color how much weight they bear 
by taking care of their family, by attending to the husband, by attending to the children. They're so selfless, man. They're so selfless. And if, if, if God was trying to send us a message, well, mission accomplished, man. Because nature has so many answers for us, but that being one of them. And I really want to... Actually, when I was reading this, um, I was reading it out loud with Alex in the truck. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to read it a few more times. Wow. Because his eyes literally popped out. And how old is he? He's nine. Okay. And, and he's like, Dad, what are you saying about mom? And I said, exactly that. You don't know how much she does for us, Alex. Yeah. And you need to realize that you need to understand that and you need to cherish every you're you you are lucky my brother you're blessed to have a mother like the mother you have and like many other mothers that are out there but i think nobody talks about this man and we should we should give credit where credit is due mm-hmm. and uh women they deserve a lot of they deserve a lot of credit because they're the they're the queen of the house, man. And uh, I'll speak for myself. If it wasn't for my queen, there's no way I'd be sitting here today. She's done so much for me. And, um, man, I just couldn't find a better way to explain that after realizing what nature has to offer through that message from Flamingos. That's that's really interesting, man. I, I think that's great. Um, I... I couldn't agree more, man. Like, it's really made me, like, really think. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's just, it was a different time, though, right? Our, our parents were very different um, from from the way things are now. But, I mean, if we treated our wives the way we should be treating our moms our moms you know um they would be very very different a relationship would be very different um in in regards to what they do right we always appreciated our mom at least we were taught that in the old days right we were taught to um respect our mom and to value our mom and to see you know everything she does for you and she would she would make it known mm-hmm. you know they would make it you know yo te lave you know i washed your clothes i ironed your clothes i fed you you know don't talk to me that way and um and i think we might forget that you know and and it's it's true man i mean they're they give of themselves literally literally they give of themselves when they birth every one of those children and um and that's right something that we we should celebrate more often mm-hmm. um mother's day i don't think it comes around often enough and yeah so no yeah and i think that's why um you know a lot of we were talking about another another instance where um nature uh did it again right it it showed us how powerful mothers can be because we were talking about what happens when in in the wild uh, a male of a pack for example of lions uh, just decides to take off right uh next up in line is who 
the lioness the lioness Mm -hmm. and um they they do whatever is necessary to maintain their cubs alive man mama bear is is born at that point and it's time to go and they don't think about it they have no second guess it's time to go right um and think about how often men speaking of myself um do that you know um we don't show up as we should for our families we don't show up as leaders we don't show up as caregivers um as providers um and then we 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 can't seem to understand why when we get home we should be safe haven um it's like world war ii you know but women will very quickly um castrate the man if if he doesn't show up as he should the same way it happens in nature all right um so yeah man i just think there's there's so much we can there's so much we can gain from from nature i mean trees we talked about trees yesterday um if you if you were to peel uh layer by layer a mature tree let's say 10 15 years old um every layer would have um signs of distress it would have scars because it's been to it's been through droughts it's been through uh high winds it's been through other trees being planted uh, beside them and trying to you know they're both fighting for for territory um but they're 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 persistent you know they don't give up they have they have discipline and and through those years of of fight um they end up being you know some of the tallest trees but the only way you know somehow or not somehow but you get an idea of what they went through is if you were to peel layer by layer man and you would see their scars all the stress that they've been through and the same applies to us the only people that stay in the game are the people that or it's men you know i'll I'll speak on behalf of men the only the only men that are able to stay in the game are the men that develop the resiliency of being able to deal with the stress of being able to deal with anxiety of developing coping mechanisms of being very intentional about um self-development personal growth and a relentless mindset you know and um that's why when i you know when i learned about trees um i was very intrigued and i understood okay um i know what i have to do you know i understand what i have to do um, i'm gonna have to work on it and i will you know i i understand only the toughest minded individuals will survive this game yeah um and and with that being said um it's kind of you know going back to nature it's it's kind of like a set of trees right um in a forest only the only the oldest trees are are up and and once that tree dies then sunlight will come through the canopy of trees and a new tree can then get that sunlight and grow from it but in regards to to um entrepreneurship and and growth um if you if you shine light and let's make that light the sunlight be be opportunity right um if if that if that sunlight's shining and the tree um to the right or to the left grows taller because it's making the most of that opportunity um 
if the sun no longer shines on the tree beside it, that tree will continue to grow because it's taking, it's making the most of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the tree that beside it, that no longer, is no longer uh, fighting for that opportunity and has, has less, less of the opportunity, uh, stays behind. And that's, that's um, a good analogy for entrepreneurship. Um, there's, there's only so much space um, in, in a city. There's only so many people in, a, in an area. And let's go to, to, to my experience as, as, as a, a barbecue company. If you saturate an area with, with, um, with 10 barbecue companies in this one area, it's really difficult to, 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 uh, to scale your business, to have customers because there's so many other people. Um, so if you don't jump on the opportunity, which is the sunlight, and run with it and scale and move and go, um, you'll stay behind, and then all those all those opportunities right now, all those businesses that are available, or those locations that are coming up, or um, you know the the if you don't jump on that, you're gonna stay behind. Not only that, man, but you're doing a disservice to um, the community because if if you are if you let's say um, separate yourself from the competition by being very prideful about you know customer service or or the quality of your product or the responsiveness or whatever whatever you build your brand on and you don't scale fast enough you're doing a disservice to the people because you're not you're not servicing them yeah you know at, at the level that you should be servicing them and um there has to be a lot more sense of urgency based on the based on that great analogy that you're giving about the trees man like when the the opportunity presents itself you better be ready to go yeah you know and you got to yeah. lose that fear and so you got you got to you got to put action right you got to put action not just words but you got to put action two words to make to get success absolutely absolutely so um as we come to an end man um what would you say what would be a piece of advice uh, that you would give your younger self? I would say, I would say, put more effort into into your own business. How do I say it? So. What I would say is man, this is difficult. If I'm talking to myself, man, it's really tough. And and I think this will this will mean a lot to a lot of people out there, man, because if you only put as much up, as much time into your own business as you put into other people's business, how far could you get, man? Like how far? And that's this is emotional for me, bro. If you could, if you put as much time into your own business as you put into other businessmen, how far could you get? You know, 
people put in 40, 60 hours into working for other people when they don't freaking spend a quarter of that on themselves. If you've got freaking goals, if you've got aspirations or dreams or even freaking thoughts of something that you could do, then freaking put some time into that, man. Water that. Going back to nature, water that freaking plant, man. Give it an opportunity and you'll see that you can flourish from that, man. So if you, if you, if you put so much time into other people's business, man, like put a little bit of time to yourself. I feel like that's something that really bothers you from your past. Yeah, bro, because I, we only have so much time, brother. Mm -hmm. You know, we only have so much time. Um, we can't ever get that back. And so if you're, if you've got ideas in your twenties and you don't act on them, your thirties are going to get here no matter what your forties, your fifties. And depending on your health, if you don't take care of it, who knows if you'll see your latter years your later years so if you've got an you know if you feel that you are an entrepreneur and you want to do something for yourself stop wasting time because you can't ever make more time it's it's gonna end eventually and and um if you don't if you don't you know plant that seed and freaking water it time will time will pass man and you're just going to be thinking about what you should have done or what you could have done and then you're going to freaking be living through your children and what what would you say to that person that um might not want to do it alone that might not because you know eventually in, in your entrepreneurship career and whoever says that's not true is a flat out liar but you're gonna have to build a team no matter what yeah so there's two ways to go about it, right? You can be an entrepreneur where you're a founder and you can be an intrapreneur where you step in and you help a company scale. Now, the entrepreneur has to die in order for the intrapreneur to be born, right? And uh, there's entrepreneurs who don't understand that. I do. I understand. Um, but what is your take for people that because uh, I consider you to be taking that path right now, you're an and there's not much of a difference from an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. Um, the only difference is that one took the financial risk in the beginning, but the entrepreneur has all the desire, has all the drive, has all the knowledge, and and is ready to build and scale. It's they have they share that uh, damn to the nearest piece of their heart. They share it. Um, and based on your experience so far with us, what would you say to, to the entrepreneur who is in a company and is in a, in a place who has the opportunity to build one of the biggest um, convenience store companies or chain of convenience stores uh, today, you know, uh, because we're, we're fairly new, but there's a bright future for us up ahead. Um, what, what would you say to somebody in your situation? 
Well, for that for that person who doesn't know where to start, because I think that was your first question, for that person who doesn't know where to start is um, get out of that comfort zone, man. Get get back back to that saying, right? Dime con quien te juntas y te diré quién eres. Tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are. Go shake a hand, man. Go introduce yourself. If there's if there's a, a a conference somewhere, go and sit at a table. You know, go and talk to the people beside you. Um, don't go to it. You're not going to get anything from it if if you don't go. If you if you go and you sit there with your arms crossed, and um, and you don't talk to the people to the right and to the left of you. Yeah. Like go to these events, man. You're spending, you know, who knows how much. Um, but talk to the people around you, man. That's your network. Get it started. Um, if you if you go to a business and you talk to uh, an owner there, shake their hand, introduce yourself, start talking to people around you, man. Would you advise somebody that doesn't know where to start, that it, that is stuck in that in that phase? Like, man, I don't even know where to start. Right. I, I know I'm meant for more. Mm-hmm. Like I know I got more in the tank, but I don't even know where to start. Would you advise that individual to start from scratch, be a founder, or or look for a company that is right at the bank of like just fucking taking off, man? Would would you what would you advise? I think I think there's um I think you can do both. Um I think if you if you have the know-how if you've if you've um if you've got experience you know somewhere in whatever and you feel you can scale the business um another way uh but you and you've got all this experience and you know put your put your money on on black and and uh, go for it. And uh, and that scaled it the way you want to scale it, you know. Um, now, if you if you don't feel comfortable with that, if you don't feel that you're that you're there, that you're at that point, then um, yeah, make your you know from all that experience, there's going to become opportunity. Um, and so, talk to people. Don't be afraid to shake somebody's hand and talk to people and uh see if see if the right opportunity is out there and um and that can help you scale as well you know you never know you can become a shareholder in in a company that's already established and uh and you can move forward from there um rather than worrying about starting it from the get go um so i think you can do both but um it all it all comes down to um shaking people's hands introducing yourself um yeah all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna finish up um and like like you know uh i've been trying this new technique right where 30 minutes before going to bed i'll i'll uh i've been tying in the audio book with the physical book and so i'm listening as i'm reading and following along and i've been i've been sending you some some of the the Uh, paragraphs within yeah. the chapters, right? Yeah. So, um, I want to share with the audience the the one that really 
uh, impacted me yesterday and we'll get our thoughts gathered and then um, we'll call it quits but it says here since you're a very well at first um, you would tell me man I'm just a goal oriented guy man I need to know what the goal is I need to and I would say man we just gotta enjoy the journey man don't focus don't focus on the goal <laughs> but um, so I was, as I was reading this yesterday I, I really thought about our relationship so it says here um, when you set a goal it's very important to keep in mind that most of the time you will be in journey mode this means you'll be focused on the process and the actions you need to take to get where you want to go if your goal is to climb mount everest and you're only thinking about being at the top you jam your success mechanism in the present you've got to take care of each step along the way focus on the journey the majority of the time and occasionally once or twice per day when you visualize tune in to the goal then get back into journey mode and simply turn your goal over to your subconscious or your success mechanism to guide you to guide you there without effort people who want to improve their financial situation must heed the same advice if you continually obsess about where you are as well as where you want to be financially you're less likely to get there program the goal then get busy on the process and if you don't know the process yet, give yourself space to allow the process of how to come to you. The how will come to you when you're relaxed, not when you're tense or trying to force your way through the process. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, you know, you and I spend a lot of time together. When I mean a lot, I mean a lot of time. Um, we see each other more than we see our wives. Yeah. Um, but I'm lucky enough to to have a great work environment. Um, and so I think that's something that helps our productivity so much is that our our work environment is so is so upbeat and so not not just not relaxed but comfortable right we're comfortable in our space i'm comfortable in what i do you're comfortable in what you do we're we're proactive and uh, and we're having a good time while being proactive and when 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 there's a problem we're able to to think about it um or we're able to not think about it, we're able to break that problem down and uh, and find the resolution i think we do it easily because we're enjoying what we're doing man and um so i really agree with that man and i think it, it move it goes on to say that like um being outdoors is where we think where we think best you know mm -hmm. um when you're when you're out fishing when you're out hunting when you're out hiking going for a walk going for a walk bro yeah. um you know and for me that 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 goes to a special place because um you know i was a backpacking leader for team red white and blue mm. Uh, here in El Paso, and I used to, and that was a way for me to, for me to, to, um, to deal with my issues, man, with my PTSD and with my, uh, with my, with my trials and tribulations in life. Mm. Um, I, I was um, getting out to the outdoors, man. So I really believe in the outdoors being 
a great a great place for for your mental space um so uh so yeah man i mean you know get outdoors i mean a, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh um businessmen like to go and talk about about business where while they do what exercise they, Con- drink okay all right um, everywhere i i i one of the places that that i know of where where people go and talk about business the most is on the golf course mm. you know they go out to the golf course man they're they're out there on a green grass uh in the trees with hearing the birds um <laughs> watching the alligator go across the freaking you know the ninth hole or whatever um and uh and and that's where they're thinking about how they want to how they want to collaborate how they want to work together how they want to do this stuff. So um, for me, man, getting outdoors, man, is a big thing. So I think you know, I mean, we're talking about us. I think we're blessed to have that space, and and I think that's what you know is moving this company ahead. Um, and and we're 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 just gonna have have an amazing story, man. Yeah, and. Like for me, and it's it's interesting how we both, uh, you know, we're both sitting here reading the same, or I'm reading it, and we're, but we're listening to the same thing, and and we we both uh, end up catching two separate messages, right? Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, yeah. Uh, because for me, it's it 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 reedified it 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 just what I what I've been saying, where it's like, man, enjoy the journey, you know. Like I understand where we want to go. Mm-hmm. But I know the more I focus on the goal, the more stress I get, the more anxiety I get. Because my goal is very big, you know, and I know it's going to take time. I know it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's going to take a couple of years, but a couple of years are going to pass anyway. So why, why stress about that? You know, enjoy the journey, man. Enjoy the walk when you're hiking instead of looking yeah. at the peak you know instead of looking at the summit man look around you you know enjoy stop for a little bit you know yeah. if, if if your knees are hurting make that the the the, the reason why i'm stopping you know yeah um so yeah. well sorry to interrupt but no, I mean, go ahead. it's just it's it would be it would be in in the aspect of hiking right it would be like like um walking to the summit of Guadalupe Peak, right? The tallest peak in Texas, but having your eyes closed the whole way there. Like you're not taking in any of the views. You're not taking taking in the 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 flowers to the right or to the left of the path. You're not looking at any part of it, you know? And uh it would it would be wrong. It would be dumb. Yeah. Right? So uh it, you know it makes more sense to uh if you put it that way, um, you know, to enjoy the journey because it's, I mean, you can put it back in dang nature. Yeah. Freaking uh, fucking everything. Everything goes back to fucking nature. Yeah. And, and the more you hear about it, man, like the more, especially the people that I like to listen to, you know, like Bradley and Andy Elliott, Patrick David, Andy Fursell, all these guys, uh, even Alex Ramosi talks about, man, sometimes I wish I could go back and be back in the fight. You know, because, yeah, 
like it's i just don't it's not as challenging anymore you know and i i love the challenge i embraced the challenge and and to to the listeners you know and i'll speak for myself that yeah i'm not at that level yet right uh sometimes i might i might perceive it as he's just being cocky you know or he says that because he's already there you know but man they're speaking the truth so enjoy the journey man like i get it we gotta have goals um because it's part of being uh uh it, it should be part of the formula when you're when you're when you're creating uh, a machine you know in order to to reach uh success you need to have goals in place i get it but only focus on those once you've once you've figured out the goal only only spend a little bit of time on that goal man i know when they were going to be there but they get back to work because if you don't if you just if you just dream on that goal and there's no action you're not you're not actually doing things to propel um the the business forward then you can spend all the time you want trying to trying to dream about that goal and trying to trying to formulate that goal but you're not going to get anywhere you know because there's no action um and there's more anxiety than anything because you're so far away so i'm more about the journey and i know the first time we talked about it you were like no 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 you know i gotta have a goal and i get it yeah i get it like you do have to have a goal but i'm i'm more of the journey guy you know i need and i think this is where the yin and the yang happens where you're more goal oriented and you're like all right let's let's structure the goal but then right when you want to when you want to get stuck on the goal i tell you okay well it's, it's time to move then like i i get it like we have a goal mm-hmm. but renee it's time bro like we gotta move oh yeah you're right let's go but before i, I didn't even have goals so it's worked out perfect yeah now that that you're a goal-oriented guy and then um once you pass that goal on to me then we start to move on it mm-hmm. you know so it works out perfect yeah right. yeah so anyways so yeah we're we're almost done um i just want to just want to say that um it doesn't matter how much how little you've done if you've already get, got started working on your own business um don't think that somebody else has, has is, is in a is in a better place like oh they've they've made it you know that whole make it thing if you're a real entrepreneur man um you've never made it like you're always striving you're always striving for more so it doesn't matter what part of of the journey you've started you're already one step ahead of all those that are still thinking about it mm-hmm. so if you've already got it started man don't stop keep going don't get discouraged because you see that other people are making it quote unquote and you're not making it because compared to other people you're making it and they're not making it and that goes for everybody you know ibm can look at apple freaking uh uh, ford can look at chevy uh and say oh that they made it you know they're making it with that vehicle or they're doing this don't give up man keep striving keep putting one foot in front of the other and freaking get it going yeah slow progress is better than no progress yep 100 percent. 100 percent. yep 100 percent. all right man well it was a great conversation uh it was a lot of fun um it's gonna continue to get better i think we'll be back on monday yeah we will <laughs> we need we need to we need to start mondays um 
And if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to share it with your friends. Um, that's the only fee for the show. Uh, we're not doing this for money. We're not doing this for fame. We're really just doing this to try to help and um, share the troubles and tribulations, right, of the of the everyday life of an entrepreneur that is in the in the early stages of building. And I think there's so much there's so much uh, value yeah. there because we need more more people, more entrepreneurs that are in the early stages talking about the challenges that you face when. Uh, you don't have the financial literacy when you don't have all the legal knowledge when you're you don't even have a, a lawyer on the payroll you know you have to learn about law you have to learn about reading contracts you know you have to learn about easements you know you have to learn about all these things that yeah you've been in the game for 10 12 years but there's still a lot more to go buddy yeah we're all learning yeah so so with that being said um if you don't follow me already you have an instagram I do, but I, I don't have one for this yet. Okay. It's for, for the, the barbecue company. Well, we need to get you one. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So my personal Instagram is at official Alex Maldonado. And then um, we're going to get one for Renee in the upcoming show. We'll have it ready. Yeah. But make sure you go follow. We'll also have the Instagram uh, podcast uh, page up soon. And uh, until then, peace. Guys, if, if, if you're getting something from this or you believe that somebody else can get something from this, please like, subscribe, share, you know, let, let them know if you're a mother or a father and you're listening to this, you want to send this to your, uh, to your friends, to your children, please send it. Peace, guys. Never give up. <laughs>